Are you ready to vibe? You're listening to Creepy Vibes Only. Unfortunately. Yeah. I haven't seen any mirages, have you? I've seen a few St. Elmo's Fire, but you know. Wow. <laughs> is that a movie? I don't think so. I think it might be St. Elmo's Fire. I know it's a phenomenon. Yeah, uh, we've explained. We've very well explained last yeah. week. Yeah, there's a film called St. Elmo's Fire. What's it about? It's a romance drama. Weird. <laughs> yeah, uh, it has... Uh, Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe in it. Hmm. Swing low, Rob Lowe. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> Hello. It has a 42% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes, so... It was great. Yeah, best movie ever. Go watch it. Rob Lowe, you're a king. Anyways, um... Hi! Hi. <laughs> how are you? Good, how are you? Good. What's keeping you up at night? <sighs> Again. Well... I uh, I'm back at work this week. It's unfortunate. Wow. Not fun. Having to work. <laughs> life. It's yeah. <laughs> Just waiting for that million to drop. So yeah. I can stop. Watermax would be lit. Yeah, it would be lit. That would be max yeah. cool. <laughs> I, I did. I did. I wanted to walk right, like go past it, not even, but Okay. You well, came back. That's fine. <laughs> I have been sleeping great. Good for you. Yeah. Good. Because of your melatonin. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I also, like, have been trying to work on my sleep hygiene. Okay. So, like... What does that mean? (laughs) Well, I shower now. Good. Which is a big change for me. No. Um, sleep hygiene is, like, you don't, like, look at screens in your room. Like, you put your phone away. So, sorry, my friends, if you text me after, like, 8 p.m. We're out. Yeah, we outie. Okay. Um, I am trying to, like, if I'm reading in bed, I'm trying to, like, not read off my phone, which is really hard for me. Really? I, like, I don't know why. I just am lazy, and I would rather have downloaded books than go to a store and buy them. I have a bajillion books everywhere. Yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, I love physical books. I'm just lazy. Um, So I have been using, like, I have a Google home so I listen to audiobooks off that now and it just okay. it has like a nice little sleep timer I'm like tell me a story and then go to sleep in an hour very fun yeah so I'm usually asleep by the time that's done and then I like inevitably wake up two or three times a night because Lewis Lewis is Louis, yeah Milo Lewis is the same Lewis. thing yeah Lewis is Lewis dogs jump Milo will like start he'll sleep on top of the covers and then when I'm fully asleep he'll hit me a few times so I wake up and like lift the covers up so he can go underneath. He could probably lift it up himself if he tried. He will not. <laughs> so then he does that and then he'll decide to leave around two in the morning. Nice. He'll go downstairs and then he'll come back around three or four, hit me again so I can lift up the covers for him. Oh and- <laughs> my god. Yeah, Lewis is at least not that uh, <laughs> irritating. 
He just like jumps up, has a good snuggle, gets too warm, fucks mm. off, and is like, I'm cold again. Love me. <laughs> At least there's no violence involved for you. Yeah, and like no one's hitting me, which yes. really is all I can ask for. <laughs> so I have surprise, surprise, creepy fact for you. Oh my gosh. But this time it's not from Scoop Whoop. What? <laughs> Are you going to tell me I'm going to die early now again? I love that. Uh, this one is actually from... Uh, I've heard this this fact on a ghost tour that I did of the Upper Canada Village. Okay. Um, and also I read a bit more about it on the St. Lawrence Valley Cemetery website. Mm-hmm. So the fact is, there are actually a few cemeteries at the bottom of the St. Lawrence River. What? Yeah. So during the St. Saint Lor- Lawrence Pro- Power Project... Uh, I was believe it was like 1957. Uh, There's eight land cemeteries that were along the the road they wanted to they wanted to maintain St. Lawrence and kind of expand it. Uh, and 18 cemeteries were there and due to be flooded. Milo is on the way. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys can hear Milo just like he's at the door. So from those 18 cemeteries, 15 of them were moved. And <laughs> Milo's very happy. Uh, so yeah, so 15 of the cemeteries were moved to another location. Families uh, were given notice to move their loved ones. Uh, but not everyone was able to claim everyone in the cemeteries. So they oh, went ahead and flooded the cemeteries. So there are a few cemeteries at the bottom. Oh my god. Yeah. That's sad. So yeah, so that's my uh, creepy fact. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It was fun. That's so grim. I know. Oh. Hey, Milo. <laughs> that's not a demon. That's my dog. <laughs> Listen, would it be creepy if I was only if a dog wasn't <laughs> saying hello? Screaming. Milo's just exercising the demons. Yeah. Maybe done, puppy. It's 2020 up in the chat. Can you go uh, go sleep? No. He'll settle at one point. Yeah, it's fine. Um, so yeah. Jesus. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm never gonna look at the herb the same. I'm gonna kill my dog. <laughs> Milo. Update me with your last number. <laughs> Bye Milo. Love you. Love your hair. Hope you win. Goodbye, Milo. I'm like listening out the door hoping that he goes downstairs. Yeah, it's hard to stay with him. Yeah. He's for sure going to hit the door again. Totally. He's like, actually, I would like access in and out of this room. He's gone. <laughs> Goodbye, Milo. So, yeah, so when you guys uh, swim in the St. Lawrence River. Jesus. That <laughs> is like, I'm never going to look at the same. I'm going to drive by it and be like, you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you. Like, it's right over there. I know. It's right there. Yeah. There's the river. It's got bodies. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Um, but the St. Lawrence uh, Valley Cemetery website is actually great. Like, it listed exactly like the villages and all that. And it's a cemetery that was made to honor the ones that couldn't move. Uh, oh, and all that. That. Yeah. So it's, that. A, it's a cute little website. Very to check cool. Out. Also terrifying. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, What other horrifying thing are you going Ready to Ready for more? With? Sure. Why not? Okay. So, our story begins. On the morning of January 23rd in 1987 in Greenbrier County, West Virginia. Great year. We were six. 
<laughs> we bibs. Anyways, we were born in 1991. <laughs> Did the math for you guys say? <laughs> Did I say 97? I meant like 87. 87? Yeah. Oh, I think I said 97. Yeah, that's why I looked at you very confused. I was like, what? No, we're not 40. Don't think we're all being 40, but we are not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So January 1st, 1987. <laughs> Cool. We were not there. Not yet. No. Negative. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, so the local blacksmith, Aramis Dribbling Trout's shoe. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Those are just a bunch of sounds. himself Edward. Where's he from? From West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> um, so he was the local blacksmith. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just like <laughs> trying to. Anyways. So it's Erasmus. Erasmus. Erasmus dribbling. Dribbling. Stribbling. Stribbling. Trout. Trout. Like a trout. Okay. Shoe. Shoe. His name, aka okay, Edward. Edward is really that's the biggest reach of all of it. <laughs> I'll just leave the door open. Yeah, Erasmus Triplin Trout Shoe. So we're going to call him Edward and okay, Shoe at one point. Okay, so um, he was a local blacksmith, and on the in the morning he went to a house nearby his blacksmith shop and asked the son to go and check in on his wife to see if she needed anything from the store. So the boy quickly went to their house to find his wife, Zona Hester Shoe. That's less wild. <laughs> um, and when the boy got to the house, he found Zona lying on the floor at the foot of the stairs, dead. Zona! She was found uh, face down with one arm underneath her chest and the other one stretched out in front of her. And her neck was cocked to the side. Oh my god. <laughs> so the boy quickly ran back to found shoe and to alert the authorities. I'm gonna call him trout shoe so you don't think I'm saying shoe. <laughs> um so obviously uh the panic husband like quickly made his way home to see if it was actually true. And when he he arrived with the coroner, Dr. Knapp, who reported that after being unable to resuscitate Zona. Trout Shoe asked him to stop his examinations. Yeah. So out of respect for the grieving husband, the doctor stopped and signed off her death as either. So depending on the articles, it's not clear. Uh, some say that it's uh, the everlasting fainting spell. What? The, yeah. There's cool. one article that said that. Medicine back then was just wacky. It's either heart failure. That, yeah. Or a complication from a miscarriage. Oh, 
So um, that was the cause of that death during the examination. The doctor recalled Chu being overcome with emotions. He kept hugging his wife, throwing himself over her, uh, her body, and he kept hiding her face in her neck. Um, so when he did stop the examination, uh, the husband asked the doctor to help him dress his wife. So he had moved her to the bed, dressed her in, an, in a high collared burgundy dress with a veil over her face and, her face and neck. And the uh, trout shoe actually tied the veil around her neck in a nice bow. I feel really sad for her. Whenever you say trout shoe, I literally think of like a literal trout shoe. <laughs> Just Should we move to Edward instead? Yeah, let's do Edward. Okay, let's do that. Cool, Ed. We don't arrest us. So she was prepped. A uh, traditional wake was held that day because she was due to be married the day after. Oh. Yeah. It was very, very fast. Damn. Mm-hmm. So uh, during the wake, Edward um, exhibited some very strange behavior that people after that kind of commented on it. Um they commented on him, but then they also said, like, obviously, like, they were recently married. He was overcome with grief. Yeah. But uh, when he noticed that it wasn't an open casket, he immediately put a scarf over her neck. Uh, he put her head, a pillow under her head to properly prop her up. Um, and he kept throwing himself over the casket in an exuberant show of grief. Uh, and this, basically, he would do this and that would stop people probably being able to see her and say their goodbyes. This bitch probably killed her, didn't he? We don't know. Oh, all right. Well, I I don't think Erasmus would do that. Come on. So, (laughs) the following day, Zona was buried in the Seoul Chapel Methodist Cemetery. Uh, And basically, after the burial, everybody pretty much moved on, uh, saddened, but... That's life. That's life. Shit happens. Except. Oh. For Mary Hester, Zona's mother. Oh, Mary. Mary was not okay with this. At a girl, Mary, queen. <laughs> Ever since hearing the news of her daughter's theft, she immediately suspected foul play. Even said it was the devil's work. Oh. Uh, some backstory. Mary did not like Edward. <gasps> Mary. <laughs> she was against the relationship when, from the very beginning. So they have actually met in 1986, October 1986, and got married. They, they eloped a few weeks after. Um, Jesus. And got married before January, where she, Zona died. Um, and they got it up because mom was not happy not having it. Damn. So, for the weeks following her daughter's death, uh, Mary prayed that the Lord would reveal the truth of what happened and that it wasn't an accident. She just believed in it. And every night she kept praying. Then yeah. one night, Mary, from the grief, couldn't sleep. She was lying awake and Zona appeared at the foot of her bed in the dress she was buried in. Of course she did. And this happened for four more nights. Which is actually the most common type of ghost type, if you guys don't remember. <laughs> Go back to next, last week. <laughs> um, Mary claimed that when Zona told her about, uh, when Zona appeared, she gave her uh, some stories of what happened. She told her about a, the hysteria physical abuse that she lived Jesus. at the hands of Edward. Um, and eventually she revealed that her husband had killed her. Interesting that she gets all this evidence that she could never, ever prove. Because ghosts are for sure real, but only she saw it. 
we will see. Oh my god. There's more to come. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so Zona revealed that her husband had strangled her the night before her body was found, actually. Um, she said that they had an argument over dinner because um, he had he then approved of the dinner and basically there was something about meat. Uh, he was unhappy. Yeah. So while he strangled her, he crushed her windpipe and snapped her neck at the first joint. And to prove how her neck was fractured, Zona turned her head 180 degrees to the rear. Ew. Yes. Although, okay, I kind of, like, I do actually think that she was strangled. mm -hmm. And because, like, as soon as you were, like, he did a bow around her neck, I was like, oh, he's covering up her neck. Yeah. Yeah. So, Mary, I think you're lying about the ghost sighting, but I do agree with your suspicions. Armed with the information, Mary went to the local prosecutor, John Preston. And she explained what she heard and how she never had a good feeling. She basically just told him the whole ghost story. Uh, my daughter appeared. She's like, I w- it wasn't a dream. This what happened. This is what she said. You need to look into it. So John Preston didn't disbelieve her. What? He reopened the case. Okay. <laughs> so Preston started to look into uh, Edward's past. And he discovered a history of violence with Edward. This was actually Edward's third marriage. He was married twice before, and one of his wife had had passed away under mysterious circumstances. Some motherfucking snake. He's a snake. <laughs> he had been jailed several times over assault and theft charges. What, and did, then... I, what did I say? <laughs> he fucking killed her. And then Preston also discovered that, that Trout, well, Edward, um, he was making comments around town on how no one would ever be, be able to prove that he killed Zona. What a dumbass. Mm-hmm. So then Preston decided to go see the coroner, Mr. Dr. Knapp. And then when he heard that the husband, being so overcome with grief and emotions, didn't let the examiner, the coroner finish his examination, Preston ordered to have Zona's body exhumed. Good. So once her body was exhumed, they re-examined, and this is what they discovered. Her windpipe was crushed. There was bruising around her neck consistent with finger marks, and her first and second cervical vertebrae were fractured. Just like the mom had said. Fucking hell. You know just like Zona had said. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, like, maybe she noticed at the funeral? No, there's a bunch of bows and scarves over her. But, like, wouldn't she think, like, oh, she fucked up around the neck? Because he's covered You can see. That. Yeah. Because he, he had put a high collared. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, if someone, like, was deliberately covering their spouse's corpse up to cover something, I'd be like, oh, that's what's impacted that they don't want me to see. Yeah, but would you know exactly what's broken off of the first? Okay, that I will that I will give. Maybe and then he crash her windpipe. But that's, so you're going to crush a windpipe when you strangle someone. That's... I don't know. I've never strangled anyone. No, neither have I. But, like, <laughs> I do watch true crime documentaries. <laughs> So Zona's cause of death was changed to anoxie uh, for manual strangulation compounded by a broken neck. Yeah. And so yeah, so basically Mary was right. Uh, and her daughter's like what her daughter had said while she was a ghost actually was what had happened. So an inquest was held and she had to testify. He did not, denied having anything against to do with the murder. Of course he did. But who was found to be an unreliable and self-serving witness. And he also couldn't find an alibi. Like, he couldn't give an alibi for that night. Yeah, no kidding. Because he was strangling her. Murdering. Yeah. He was doing a kill. So. Don't do a murder, guys. (laughs) 
we can do not recommend it. Yeah. So Edward was charged with first degree murder and the trial began on June 22nd, 1987. Spicy. So of course the autopsy, uh, the, the findings of the autopsy was used as evidence against you. Um, but Edward's lawyer, he, since this all came, all started from a ghost story, he was like, let's discredit this and let's bring Mary on the stand. So Mary testified and she testified that she wasn't dreaming and she told exactly what happened every night. And uh, there, the, the records of the testimony are still in the West Virginia State Archives, so you can read through the court case. And this is a quote. She came back and told me that he was mad, that she didn't have no meat cooked for supper. But the second night, she told me that her neck was squeezed off at the first joint, and it was just as she told me. So it took the jury of 12 only one hour and 10 minutes to deliberate, and they came back with a guilty verdict. Yeah, no shit. Also, I just want to say, mm-hmm. um, it's actually 1897, not 1987. Really? Yeah. I switched my... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, well. Different times. <laughs> Correction. I mean, like I looked at it, I want to see like what um Mr. She looked like and I was like, that's a weirdo for the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, carry on, this is great. Um so he was sentenced to life imprisonment, but he died three years later from a disease. Good. He is the disease. And this was the first case in which a ghost testimony was used as evidence in a murder trial in the States. Yeah, so that's the story of the ghost of Green, the Greenbrier ghost. R.I.P. Zona. I'm glad she got like justice though. Yeah, she advocated for herself. Go for mm-hmm. her. If it's I get murdered, doing queen. the same thing. Sorry, your husband was a piece of shit. <laughs> Fucking wild. Yeah. Shit, buddy. I know it was a good one. It was a little twisty one. Twisty journey. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so that was my story. What's yours? Proctor's Ledge. Ooh, carrying on the ghosts. Very good. So, I mean, like, you and I are very familiar with Salem. I yes. Like if you're listening to this podcast, you're I would hope that you're aware of Salem and the Salem Witch Trials. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, any North American would, for those of you who um, aren't suffering in North America, <laughs> thus, um, Salem is a town in what is now Massachusetts, which is a state in the northeastern United States. Mm -hmm. And Salem was fucked. Um, So from like 1692 to 93, um, more than 200 people were accused of witchcraft and uh, many of which were killed for witchcraft and it was basically hysteria so it was it really like it got out of hand and like the people of new england which is like what that part of the states also referred to just went fucking nuts yeah um so salem even today is like pretty infamous for the witch trials and there's like a really neat museum um it's near boston Mm-hmm. Which is like my favorite city. Yeah, it's like you've been. I fucking love Boston. <laughs> if you're from Boston and you're listening to this, say hi. Hey, it's like, it's uh, like if I was going to move to the United States, which I don't know if I would do because your healthcare frightens me and your gun control <laughs> frightens me even more. Um, Boston is where I'd live. Yeah. Like, no doubt. I'd move to Boston. It's so great. Anyways. <laughs> 
Um, Sealess trials, not good. No. Uh, it was basically like a period where people were just like base level scared because like if you piss someone off, mm -hmm. they could get sucked up in the hysteria and be like, "She's a witch." And basically, like the the looking back on they say like it wasn't necessarily witches it was people that were outspoken to that just didn't didn't stand in with the crowd or just you know yeah had something to say or or was, was easily controlled and bam 100% and which 100% like it was anyone who was like vaguely counterculture or anyone who just like pissed off the wrong person yeah like, they'd be like they're using dark magic because people were so scared of what they were describing as dark magic like they we're hysterical. You know why we don't have pockets anymore? Why? Oh, I said that's why. <laughs> oh, that's why? Because uh, back then, women had pockets, and they said that they would put their spells in pockets to prove they weren't witches. They would sew up their pockets. Really? Yeah. That's why we don't have pockets anymore. Fucking Salem. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um. So something that, like, I find just, like, so similar to that, that just is like, it really shows you how crazy it was. People would literally build hidden like rooms in their houses mm -hmm. so they could hide from people looking to like bring justice oh my God. to Salem, like officials who were like looking for them. So they like literally built like secret panic rooms. It's so sad. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's sad. Like I would love to have a room hidden behind a bookshelf. <laughs> I think that's so cool. It'll yeah. speakeasy. Um, what, like, is also really sad is, like, of those 200-ish people who were mm -hmm. accused of witchcraft, 19 people were executed. Oh. I mean, like, it's more obvious, like, it's 19? Murdered. Yeah, 19 were murdered. Well, murdered. Out of 200? Yeah, 10%. Oh, wow. That's a I lot. Was more. Maybe it's more. This is just the source. Um, oh, my source. Oh, from is... that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my source is SalemGhosts.com, okay. by the way. Don't sue me. It is a lot. Yeah. And that's just in one year. That's from 1990, or sorry, 1692 to 1693. It's insane. Because these people were fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. Fucking nuts. Nucking futs. <laughs> um, apparently, it was also, like, encouraged for kids to out, like, witches. Oh. Which is striking because they used a similar thing with, like, the Hitler Youth in Germany, yeah. right? Yeah. Like... So I, I don't know, like, I find that even, like, grosser to, like, involve children in that kind of thing. Because kids are so impressionable. Yeah. Right? And they're so trusting of, like, adults in power. And they don't know social cues. They No, and, like, their brains aren't developed. No. No. So, like, people would then be, like, taken and, like, what they called interrogated, which was, like, they would torture, torture them. They would put them through, like, trials that they couldn't possibly pass. Like, you know, like, the infamous one of our, like... If she thinks she's not a witch, if she floats, she's a witch, so yeah. you die no matter what. Yeah. Damn if you do, damn if you don't. Yeah, that's exactly mm -hmm. it. So, it was fucking gross. And obviously, like, the result of that is, like, Salem is now regarded as, like, an extremely haunted place. Mm -hmm. And the bulk of its, like, hauntings and ghost stories come from the witch trials. Yeah. People who were either, like, murdered or otherwise, like, humiliated or degraded that amount of like negative like the fear the totally like even if you weren't i don't want to be caught but like the trauma yeah the trauma that yeah yeah all that to say it is like um as like grim as it is it's also like now like one of like the most visited 
tourist destinations. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I like, I, when I went to Boston, I didn't have the opportunity to go and I definitely want to even just like pay respect to like those women. Yeah. And within like, there's like witches today, like within the witch community, Wiccan, all of pagan, like they've reclaimed Salem as their home base. So yeah, that's why it is so popular. Cause they're like, no, that's, it's not a, like it's negative, but yeah. And it's a they're reclaiming it too. Yeah. Um, there's been a bunch of different like shows that have gone through, like I'm sure ghost adventures has gone through and done like haunting. Yeah. It's in popular uh, culture. So like, I love video games, as you know. Um, and one of my favorite games is called Fallout 4. And the premise is that uh, nuclear bombs were dropped all over the world, including near Boston. And you are someone who wakes up from a cryogenic chamber in a vault because you're able to secure one before the bombs dropped. And you're in Boston. And you can actually visit the Salem Witch Museum. Fun game. Fun game. You'd hate it. I love it. I'll just play Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's too spooky for stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so all that to say, like, horrible things happen there. And yeah. it is understandably, like, a very culturally significant place. Mm-hmm. Um, and with all that in mind, uh, we're going to talk about one, well, location in Salem called Proctor's Ledge. Okay. So Proctor's Ledge was one of the areas, or sorry, like the main area where the witch trials were basically conducted. So Mm -hmm. people who were accused and convicted of witchcraft were hung there like to murder them. They keep saying executed. Like, I don't want to say executed because I genuinely think it's more murder. Yeah. The other sad thing is like, they weren't just murdered there, but like, that's where their bodies would be just left mm-hmm. so understandably like a super traumatic and super bad energy filled place um the exact location has been contested for a long time um and many people believe that like those 19 victims were executed at the summit of gallows hill and gallows hill is at the western edge of salem um, but this was started to be debated in 1921 okay. when one of the local historians, uh, named Sidney Pearlie actually said that they had, uh, located the real site of the executions or murders, which is Proctor's Ledge. Um, in 2010, the, like, there was finally like a true, uh, determination and researchers, actually like concluded like yep it was proctor's ledge and it was uh confirmed officially in january 2016 Hmm. so let's talk about paranormal activities oh fun um (laughs) (laughs) so because it was considered dangerous back during the early days in salem witch trials that like to even touch the corpse of a convicted witch or warlock, none of them received a proper burial. So the consequence of that is that a lot of their family members had to basically go out in the middle of the night and uh, covertly collect their murdered family member in order to give them a proper burial. 
And the worst part of that is that if they were caught doing that, they'd be executed too or murdered. What makes me like so sad is like, because of this, um, they feel that there's like a really dark, sad energy around that because of like, a, like, not only the energy people who were murdered there, but the people who were, like, trying to get their families proper mm-hmm. burial. And people probably left there because they didn't want to take a chance. Like, 100%. And just, they rested and there. And they're stuck. So, there is a well-known lady in white. Okay. Who is sometimes seen wandering around the ledge. And she also appears in other locations in Salem. So, people suspect she's someone, like, who was convicted of witchcraft and mm-hmm. is, like, manifesting there briefly uh, just to, like, revisit parts of her life okay and people also hear like disembodied wailing and crying oh i know how Um, creepy would that be for walking at night and ugh, yeah shivers i would never go there at night i'd probably go and like leave some flowers but like um they also they say (laughs) there are cold spots like the vortex ghosts okay um, that are frequently around the area where like the bodies were, where the, the murders were. And apparently it's frequent or it's less rare. Cause I guess it's still kind of rare, but you're more likely to get like an orb in photographs taken there. Okay. Cause there's so many spirits that are yeah. lingering. So much energy. hundred percent. And apparently like you're more likely to see like apparitions and you can hear sounds and stuff around there. Very cool. Not cool why, but very cool. Yeah, very sad. Um, so yeah, just a little quick amuse-bouche, but that's a little bit of a Proctor's Ledge. Hmm. Yeah. We need to like do a full like series on Salem. Yeah. I really want to visit Salem. Me too. We'll go when it's less scary. Yeah. We'll take some good shots and stuff. Some vids. It'd be very but we could do the Zach Baggins Museum and then go to Salem. Vegas is not super close <laughs> to Boston. We'll take a long trip. Vegas weeks off. is like to Boston is like Ottawa to like, I don't know, Banff. We'll just take a long trip. We'll fly, we'll fly over. We're fine. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, that was people, very good. Yeah, people got fucking murdered there and understandably they're still there. Good. They're it's a hot spot. Advocate. They're like doing a Zona advocating for themselves yeah they're like what the fuck is this shit yeah good um, for them yeah i feel bad for them yeah but jesus yeah good for them for advocating themselves not good for them for what happened yeah this is a justice for the witches yes anyways guys we'll see you next week yeah this was mm-hmm. a spooky one yeah okay spooky marmadookie mm-hmm. all right have a great week bye. bye thank you for listening to creepy vibes only You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching for Creepy Vibes Only Podcast. We absolutely appreciate and love your support, and you can do so by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to the show wherever you listen. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at cvopodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voice message on our podcast's page on Anchor. We will talk to you in two weeks. Bye!